Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's March 1st, 2021. Welcome to The Quadcast. Let's dive in. First up, Rapido. The rationale of total neoadjuvant therapy for high-risk rectal cancer is to potentially reduce the risk of distant disease progression by giving chemo earlier and more consistently. The Rapido trial compared the total neoadjuvant therapy approach versus the standard approach for high-risk rectal cancer. High-risk was defined as clinical T4A or T4B, mesorectal fascial involvement, extramural vascular invasion, into disease, or lateral node involvement. The hypothesis was that total neoadjuvant therapy would reduce the overall rate of disease progression by both maintaining local regional control and reducing distant recurrence due to increased emphasis on the systemic therapy component of the treatment. Rapido randomized 912 patients to total neoadjuvant therapy or standard treatment with long-course neoadjuvant pre-op chemoradiation and adjuvant post-op chemo as indicated. While many total neoadjuvant therapy studies simply resequence standard chemoradiation and chemo before surgery, here total neoadjuvant therapy consisted of initial short-course radiation followed by six cycles of KBOX or nine cycles of Fulfox. A total mesorectal excision was the surgical approach performed in both arms. At three years, the rate of disease failure was indeed significantly lower with total neoadjuvant therapy as compared to standard therapy, 24 versus 30%. And this was driven by a hypothesized decrease in distant failure, 20 versus 27%. The pathologic complete response rate at the time of surgery was higher with total neoadjuvant therapy, 28% versus 14%. Though there was a small trend toward higher local regional failure with total neoadjuvant therapy, 8 versus 6%, there was no difference in any survival outcomes. Unfortunately, there's nothing that can be done about the choice for two totally different radiation approaches in each arm. Econtor has a nice example of the Rapido approach, and you can check that out with a link in the newsletter. The bottom line is, straight from the author's mouths, the experimental treatment can be considered as a new standard of care in high-risk, locally advanced rectal cancer, including short-course neoadjuvant radiation without concurrent chemo for high-risk disease. Thanks to Bahador, Lancet Oncology, 2020. Up second, easy as one, two, three. Is bone metastasis burden predictive of the survival benefit of prostate radiation in men with M1 disease? In 2018, the Stampede Trials M1 radiation comparison showed no overall improvement in survival with the addition of prostate radiation to ADT for men with metastatic prostate cancer. However, 
Among the subset of men with low burden metastatic disease, three-year overall survival was significantly improved from 73 to 81%. Low burden M1 disease was defined as less than four bone metastases and no visceral metastases on standard imaging. But is the one to three bone met definition kinda arbitrary like the old one to three brain met rule for radio surgery? This exploratory analysis, as published in JAMA Oncology 2021 by Ali et al., looked at Stampede and sought to specifically determine, number one, if a number of bone metastases on bone scan is a clinically relevant predictor of the benefit of prostate radiation in men with M1 disease, and number two, if a higher threshold of metastases exists that still benefit from radiation. The authors found that, indeed, bone met count as a continuous variable was inversely associated with the overall and failure-free survival benefit of prostate radiation. The 1-3 to bone met rule turned out to be pretty accurate. Men with 1, 2, and 3 mets had a clear benefit from prostate radiation, with 8.5, 6, and 5.8% absolute improvements in 3-year overall survival and 21.5, 10.1, and 14.2% improvements in failure-free survival, respectively. The overall survival and failure-free survival benefits were less clear with 4-7 to seven metastases, and clearly absent with greater than 7 mets. A similar benefit was also noted in the subset of men who had non-regional lymph node only in one disease. This data led authors to reverse the stampede definition of low burden disease to 1-3 to three bone mets, regardless of location, and or non-regional lymph node metastases, both in the absence of visceral metastases. This study also leads one to wonder about the importance of node count and the potential added benefit of radiation directed at all sites of low burden in one disease. The bottom line is... Men with metastatic prostate cancer, 1-3 to three bone metastases, and or non-regional lymph node metastases derive an overall and failure-free survival benefit from the addition of prostate-directed radiation to standard ADT. Up next, the fuss about dose. Does dose escalation improve biochemical control for salvage post-prostatectomy radiation. The ideal dose for post-prostatectomy radiation is uncertain, and while many people fall in the 64.8 to 68.4 gray range, some believe that dose escalation to 70 plus gray could improve disease control outcomes. A small randomized trial showed no overall improvement in biochemical control with 72 gray as compared to 66 gray although there was a suggestion of benefit in men with high-grade disease. The SAC-910 trial was recently presented in abstract form at ASCO-GU. 350 men with rising PSA greater than 0.1 and PSA prior to randomization being less than 2 were enrolled to receive radiation to the prostate fossa without ADT. The question was whether dose escalation would reduce the rate of biochemical progression 
which was defined as a post-radiation PSA greater than or equal to 0.4 in rising. Patients were randomized to either 64 gray in 32 fractions or 70 gray in 35 fractions to the prostate fossa without nodal irradiation or ABT. At six years, the rate of freedom from biochemical progression was also similar with standard versus escalated dose, 62 versus 61%. There was no significant difference in the median time to biochemical progression between standard dose at eight years and escalated dose at seven and a half years. Toxicity was fairly similar with the exception of a significant increase in late grade two plus GI toxicity taking it from 7 to 20%. There was also no difference in survival outcomes and no difference in the time to ADT initiation. Lastly, no specific subgroups seem to derive benefit from dose escalation. The bottom line is, dose escalation from 64 to 70 gray does not improve biochemical control or survival outcomes for men receiving salvage radiation to the prostate fossa. Thanks to Gajar, ASCO GU, 2021. Up next, be a good lad. Have we learned anything since Darby et al. demonstrated that infamous 7.4% relative increase in major cardiac events with each one gray increase in mean heart dose? Which, by the way, was brought to us by data on women receiving breast radiation in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s when the average mean heart dose was roughly 5 gray. Here we have data on 701 patients receiving thoracic, not breast, radiation between 2003 and 2014 at Harvard-affiliated sites demonstrating that if the volume of the left anterior descending artery received at least 15 gray to more than 10% of the structure, there was a clear increase in major cardiac events. In fact, among patients without baseline coronary heart disease, such dosimetry was associated with a detriment in overall survival at 10 years, 42 versus 51% without bad LAD dosimetry. Thanks to Atkins, JAMA Oncology, 2021. Finally, an underexposed picture portrayed by this survey of medical students where over half were neutral about the field of radiation oncology, mainly because they had never heard of it. I think I'm starting to see an opportunity for education and advocacy. Thanks to Wu, Advances in Radiation Oncology, 2021. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.